Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good. How are you guys? Mm-hmm. Trying to make good it good. with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's NASA. What's going on? Oh, nothing as usual. I'm just a little tired this morning. <laughs>
you know, driving and getting my mom from Tennessee and bringing her down here. And and uh, the good thing is that my sister met me halfway. But it's it's like I, I just got to I gotta get some balance, though, because I can – you know how you can feel just stuff is off. Right. Yeah. Mm. Huh? Are you taking care of her? Yeah, I'm helping. I'm assisting one of many. We've got a good uh, support system. I've got a hi. I've got two aunts that I call the Uber aunts because one is seventy one, the other one's sixty eight, and they both be doing the Uber. They drive the Uber <laughs> together. <laughs> so the Uber aunts make sure she gets to her appointments, and one of them will stay with her. And then the other one go get the money and come back and uh and uh pick her up. Then there's another one that helps out. My mom is down here for a week, so my mom is coming like every other week for a week. Then I'm in between stopping by after work and you know doing stuff like that. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, so, you know, we just want to show her she loves, well, she knows she's loved, but to just be supportive and, and everything. And we got that house totally clean, my mom and I, totally clean. Amen. Yay. Exactly. Yay. So that, that was good that she could come in a, you know, clean environment after her chemo and stuff, because she's been, she's had it every single day except yesterday. So I'm just being prayerful and, uh, you know, uh, I haven't been to church. I have, I've missed like the last five, six Wednesdays, Wednesday services. And I just feel like I can just, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I, I just feel off-centered or something. Okay. Yeah. So I gotta find a way to get my get more prayer time in and more more reading time in. Um. A good, what because because you're constantly driving. Yeah. Um, that maybe going to the library and getting the black audio Bible. You know what? Um, I have that. I just can't find it. It's somewhere at the house because I bought it when it first came out. Oh. I need to find that. I have that. I have that, Miss Felicia. I sure do. Huh. That's what I got to do. Pam, you mentioned that a long time ago about, you know, listening to stuff in the car. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you and Lisa, actually, I just need to get all my stuff and get it together. That's that's what I got to do. But how are you guys doing? Good. All is well. Good. All is well, yes. All is well. How you how about you, Miss Pam? Day at a time, one day at a time. Yeah, that's what we gotta do. Yep, 
Some days are better than others, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, um, mm, one at a time. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And that that's really the best way to do it. One day at a time, let tomorrow take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thanks for tomorrow. Miss Pam, I wanted to tell you on my little house deal. Uh-huh. It's funny how when lawyers get involved, the script gets flipped a little bit. So I wound up saying, nope, I don't feel comfortable with this. This is not <laughs> what you initially sent me. And uh, it felt good because I was uh, telling Mr. Sam I'm such a people pleaser that I have a hard time saying stuff like that. Oh, okay. And uh, I'm growing and I'm getting bolder through God, you know. So God, you know, but, yeah, I was like, no, I'm not going to put your name on the deed. That ain't what we discussed, you know. Okay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that don't sound right at all. Because it was like, well, I was trying to invest, uh, no, protect my investment. I said no, and I sent him back exactly what he sent me. And he said, oh, well, I meant to put my name. So it's like your name is on the deed, the mortgage in my name, and you taking care of all the repairs and all this. I get it. I said, but the agreement was going to state your financial stake in this. The agreement was going to protect you. Right. That once we sold the house, you got 50%. I can't put your name on my deed. I can't do that. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a shyster move. So, yeah, yeah. so I was like, I'm uncomfortable. Because I kept saying, you keep saying closing. I said, what are we closing on? There's nothing to close on. And he said, well, you know, the equity line loan. I'm like, yeah, you told me you were going to pay that. That was part of the deal, that you would pay that off, the HELOC. And, uh, but now we done shifted all the way to something else. So I spoke my piece, and um, God is good. That's all I can tell you. God is good. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and I'm glad I read. How about that? I read. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. And you know what? This is a testimony. I have a partner in my firm that used to, they they added him to my desk, okay? His last three years at the firm, he was on my desk. And he was hell on wheels. Everything in my sandbox was cool until this, this good old boy came to my desk. And... I was getting poor reviews. It was just horrible. Anyway, long story short, that man was the man who read over that contract with me and wrote down about 10 things, and, oh, God, I mean, he was like, uh, no, this don't sound right. This is what you need to do. Okay. Because I reached out. His wife was always sweet, so I reached out to him, and he was like, send it on over, Vanessa. Anything you need, I'll look at it for you. So... Because he's a real estate attorney. Okay. And there you go. <laughs> and there you go. But that's a prime example of God to make your enemies what? <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> you, know, you know his wife was like, um, excuse me, but. Uh, exactly. 
I do believe towards the end we got along because his wife. Because mm-hmm. she know how he is. She know how he is, but guess what? She was once his secretary before they got married some 20-something years ago, too. Exactly. So she was like, okay, Vanessa ain't killed you, so um, she needs some help. Help her. Right. <laughs> right. And that woman made sure I got uh, admin gifts, Christmas. I mean, always was making sure I got something. Because she knew, she knows what you go through. She knew what you went through with him. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, that's where I am with, but I did let, I am letting him manage it for me. Okay, you got another tenant? Uh, Same tenant is there, because guess what? She paying on time now, because she thought he was the new owner, because we did the transition uh, beforehand. Uh Uh-huh. And so he called me on uh, the first and said, guess what? The tenant paid the rent on time. He said, give me your information. So I, and he transferred the money right into my account. Okay. Okay. He said, because I told her, you can stay as long as you pay the rent on time. There you go. Yep. And it's, so, it's sad that sometimes, you know, it just, it, it there has to be a man. I know. Exactly. So that, that's just sad. It is sad. It is sad. So that's where we are. She's going to be shocked when she realizes I still own that house. No, but, hey, whatever. <laughs> so, Pam, you, you, you gave me good counsel on that stuff two weeks ago when you were telling me how you helped Sam and everybody has a, a, a intricate part in this stuff. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad it helped. I'm glad it worked out for you. I'm glad you listened to, to that inner voice. That yep. was telling you, you know, uh-uh, this ain't right, and that you uh-uh. acted on it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. A lot, a lot of times we'll, we'll, we'll have that feeling, but, you know, we get caught up in what, what the fast talker is saying and um, yeah. and then don't listen to that to that voice. Yes. Yes. And I was in deep prayer on that thing, and it was like, Vanessa, God is bringing you out of that people-pleasing mode. This is business. This is, you know, this is a big deal here. This ain't just somebody mad at you because you won't go to a function or whatever. This is a big deal, you know. And so sometimes, and this is what I keep, (laughs) and I may be wrong. Y'all let me know. But when you... When when you hear people always say, wait on God, wait on God, wait on God, we know that. But it's what you're doing while you're waiting. Mm-hmm. And sometimes God wants you to confront certain circumstances. They're just not going to go away. I just yep. feel like something, yeah. <sighs> I tell you. <laughs> No, yeah, it's just the growth I've life. gotten on this call. It's just awesome. Yeah, it uh, it it just it's definitely um, mm, yeah, you know, a, a place to come to where you can you know where, where you can vent and share and 
you know, so on and so forth without the judgment. Without the judgment, and the Bible say what? Do not seek counsel with the ungodly. <laughs> so I'm on here, and I'm I'm getting the perspective of, of the Christians, of the people that love God, of the people that haven't seen my face but still not going to steer me wrong, okay? Okay. So that's what I look at, you know, the growth, the camaraderie, the praying for each other. And I know I can feel my, I can feel, I know y'all praying. I know it's like, I just, I just know that. And it, it is interesting, you know, because so many of us have never, you know, like met, wouldn't know a person if we bumped into them in the street unless they said something, because then you might recognize the voice. Um, right. But, uh, you know, having participated um, so long, you know, like on the call or what else, whatever, you do feel like, you know, like like you're talking to family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Family that you want to be bothered with. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and there you go. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And that that is that is for sure. That's hitting home for me right now. That is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. All right, I'm at the building, and I'm going to go in here and make make these coins. <laughs> Y'all have a good day, okay, and happy Monday. Yeah, happy Monday. Well, all righty, bye bye, bye. Okay. Um. I have. A, I woke up. I was like, Oh my God! I said, like, She should have called me. You know what? I was running late myself. Okay. And so when I called in, I'm like, I was like, it was 7.37. And I'm like, okay, you know. But, I mean, you know, usually it's just us for a while. Right. That's not an excuse, but, you know, I'm like, hey. (laughs) I think I get it. Cause I, and, I said, I was, and I said both the alarms, too. You said both of the alarms. Mm-hmm. I, said, I, said, I said the clock alarm for 7 o'clock, and then I set the alarm on the phone for 720. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you got to do it sometimes, man. Turned them both off and never got up out of bed. <laughs> Well, no, the first one, when the, when the clock alarm went off at 7 o'clock, I got up there to go to the restroom. And then I said, okay, I said, well, I got 20 minutes. I'm about to lay here and get my 20 minutes. And I vaguely remember it going off on the phone and and touching it because I had to turn it off because the phone is louder. Um, so I had to have turned it off, but it, it didn't register as in get up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So therefore, I did not. I'm like, okay, it's okay. It is okay. 
But I did. I was. I then. I have my clock set for. I have my clock set for what six, and then I woke up about four, five to five to five. Then I reset the clock to six thirty, <laughs> and then I woke up about six twenty. So then I reset the clock to six forty-five. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I I understand totally, totally yep. understand. I don't know what is it, what it is about Mondays. You know, I, I don't know. Monday is just taboo or whatever, and it's just like, uh, just get it over with. Like a band aid, just shit. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I guess Mondays be hard for me because um, it's like I have to get up. You know, the rest of the week is it's more like of a choice. You know, if I wake up, you know, and then can get on the the prayer call or what. I don't even have to say anything if I don't want to. Um, right. You know, but on, but on Mondays, um, I have to get up so I can, you know so I can set the recording. You know, and I try to take it seriously. It's just that my sleeping is like is is so off. Um, but what I'm really hoping is that when I, when I start this exercising on a regular basis or somewhat regular basis, that that will help as well, as well as getting, um, making a mind adjustment. And, um, because I do need to be, to be getting up and, and, and getting stuff done. Because I have those people, when, when I have something to do, I prefer to get up and get it done, even though I'm not a morning person per se, but when I have something to do, I prefer to get up and get it done, to to sleep until like 10 or 11, and it's like, okay, you know, half the day is gone. It's kind of hard for me to get to get motivated then. Yes. That is, that right there is true. That right there is true. Because like case in point, like that, Saturday. Um, so when you said about, you know, the um, what I plan on having done, you know, for next week, I'm like, I don't know, because, you know, I'm so used to, you know, out here, it's like, I don't have a car, I don't go anywhere. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. So, and I hate being, and it's weird, but I hate being on the internet. So mm-hmm. now I have to force myself to go back on the internet. You know what I mean? Because um, I had even, I haven't really even been on Facebook. Like, I've been, you know, that was my go to thing on my phone. But even on my phone, I was like, what was it, the beginning of the year? My sister was like, I'm going to go and take a vacation off of Facebook. No I was like, you know what? I said, I think I'm going to follow suit. Well, I, picked, I haven't really picked it back up since. So now I have to um, force myself to go online and even check my email. You know, I I really, you know, 
Now that's something I'm really bad at. And I had got I think I had like like over ten thousand emails and I have finally got it all cleared. And now it's back up to about five thousand. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So I uh and, and that's that's the that's the personal account of the, the business one I haven't been in in so long. I know they, they, they freeze them. I just found out if you haven't been in it like in ninety days, they freeze it. So I don't even know if the business account is still even viable. Oh wow. Yeah. That's pretty much where I'm at. So, like, right now, as we're talking, you know, I'm I'm checking emails now, you know, because even, like, I don't know, me and technology, I I mean, when when technology first exploded when we were younger, Mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, I want to be a computer programmer and blah, 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 and I got all into it and stuff, and then once I noticed how uh, how much you got to, you know, sit at your computer and all this <laughs> other stuff, I mean, I know I can sit all day, but to sit all day in front of a computer is something totally different, and it's just like, I don't see how people do it. Well, if there's some numbers involved, I can do it. But if I got to sit there, you know, basically reading all day, uh, no. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. It's got to have something interactive. You know, if I'm, you know, I'm doing spreadsheets and, you know, and all that type of stuff, then, then fine. I can do it, but um, if I'm just sitting there like monitoring something or or programming, I, I found that out in college. I can't, my mind don't work right for programming because um, it's one of those things you either you know you're either going to get it or you're not. And I didn't, right. uh, you know. And so the the programming, no, that's that's an effort in futility. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, that's I leave that ministry to somebody else. Yeah, there you go. Then I pick up on new software, and I can I can pick up on new software like really quick. Um, but as far as like the 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 behind the scenes of it, I leave that I leave that to the to the super geeks. <laughs> I, I, I'm a geek, but you know I call them the super geeks. Um, so as far as the programming that, you know, I'll put in a work order. Look, this is what I need, blah, 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 handle that. Um, but as far as, like, navigating through software or whatever, I've yet to encounter any software that um, that I couldn't learn how to how to use it and, and run with it. And um, case in point, uh, when I was working at the bank, one of the um, – uh my, actually my first my first assignment when with them when I got hired, um I had to audit all the trades that were on this particular system and make sure that um that they were doing what they were supposed to be doing. That's why when you go to the bank and you ask them questions and they say, Oh, well the computer calculates it. It always makes me want to smack them 
because <clears throat> I know that the computer calculates it, but guess what? It's humans who entered the information into the computer. Right. So if it was entered incorrectly, <clears throat> the, the computer, all it's doing, you put the information in along with the formula, it will calculate it. So, yeah, what they're calculating is correct, but if the information was entered wrong, then it's wrong. You know, but you're not you supposed to think about that, though. But the thing is, when you got, uh, but but at some point somebody has to think about it. And and the thing was, I found I found these trades where the information had been put in there incorrectly, and the bank had been paying the client. At the time that I found the, the error, the, the bank had overpaid the client two hundred thousand dollars. Oh, yeah. You know, and the client knew it because see, on their end, they have someone that's double checking to make sure that they're getting the correct amount of interest. So the client knew it. <laughs> like, you ain't going to catch it. I ain't going to share it. Well, until you, well, they know, you know, they know the bank going to catch it eventually, but until they do, they're going to make money off of it. So, right. so they, just, they just invest it and make money off of it. So, um, so that's why, you know, like when the, um, when, you know, because I'll ask, like, say, like for a savings account, and I would ask, okay, well, how is the interest calculated? And, and they'll look at me like so stupid, like the computer does that. I understand the computer does that, but somewhere in the paperwork describing the, um, the savings account, it tells you how the interest is calculated, whether it's at 3360 or actual actual, which is, you know, like the number of days of the month and the number of days in the year, because one mm-hmm. gives you a few more pennies than the other. So, you know, but the thing is, most people don't know that, so they never ask that question. But that's no excuse for the, for the bank people not to know it, not to know the answer. Right. You know, and the thing is, if you don't know it, then you should be like, you know what, I'm not sure. Because I've pressed the point before. And, you know, and then, the, you know, the person will get, like, all flustered, and I'll be like, okay, well, can I speak to the manager? And then, don't, lo and behold, the manager didn't know either. I said, oh, my goodness. Mm. Are you serious? Yep. That's when, I, that's when I get irritated. That's when I get irritated because, I mean, I, I understand. My dad used to try, my, my dad used to press point like you know to be a manager does not mean that you have to know everything but certain things you should be learning as you're the manager mm-hmm. it's like how long have you been a manager if you've been a manager more than a year then this you should at least know you know you should have a clue or exactly or at least where to go and who to talk to to get the answer mm-hmm Exactly, that is, yeah. that, that, is like, that is like so true. Just just to be the manager, and because the thing is, how do you know if your people are doing what they're supposed to be doing correctly exactly. if you don't have a clue? Yeah. So that um that 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 drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. And then you call the manager, and the manager don't know. And then, and then they can't, they cannot calculate interest manually because they trust the computer. You know, and see, in the department that I worked in, you know, because um, I was in in Treasury capital markets, and we dealt with the big money trades. 
And so there would be times when the com- when the computer would go down, but you still got clients calling to find out how much interest, um, you know, have they accrued on their trade. You have to know how to calculate that. And for you not to even know the formula to calculate it shows you that you're, you're not up on your job. Thank you. You should, feel a, you should feel a certain way, like, I should at least know how, even if it might take you a half an hour to do mm-hmm. one calculation, you should at least know, okay, I need to do thus, thus, and thus. So just in case, man, because that's one thing when I was working at the, at, um, at the gas company, that a lot of the supervisors, you know, either they hated me for it or they liked me for it. I was, I would be like, what is the calculation? How do you figure it out? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that saved me, especially when you had the ones who are real technical, mm-hmm. you know, called in, wanted to ask all the, what, where the decimal point go with all this other stuff. Oh, man. Maybe by I had an accountant call in one time, wanting to go piece by piece on the gas bill, and only because I knew how the calculations went was I able to answer all the questions. Other mm-hmm. than that, I was just like, um, "Let me get back to you on that," because I'm not right. for sure. <laughs> right. And you know, pe- people don't, you know, it's like, I don't need to know that for my job. But, yeah, you kind of do. I mean, you know, I was always the type as well. I need, if <clears throat> if my job interacted with other departments, okay, either I'm dependent on them for something or they're dependent on me for something, I needed to know how that worked. You know, what what, what what's the connection? Right. You know, what do you do in in your spot? that, you know, that affects me and mine, you know, because sometimes getting an understanding of what the other person has to do, um, you you either understand more or less why it takes them so long, <clears throat> you know, because sometimes it just be people, you know, just wasting time, you know, they're trying, right. to, trying to drag out their day. Because I know I had, um, again, at the bank, uh, my manager, she, she busted out some of the clerks because they used to complain about having to enter the trades and how long it took to enter them and, and, you know, and then they had to check them and, you know, and they just, you know, just used to like wine or whatever. She, and she kept telling them, it does not take that long. They were like, yes, it does, Marcy, yes, it does. And so she was like, okay, fine. So one day she was like, you know what, I'm entering trades today. Pull up, pull up the screen that I need to enter. And so she sat down and she's entering the trades. And she was like, okay, I'm not understanding where you all are having a problem. She entered the trades, and then you can't check the trades that you entered. <clears throat> so you'd have to give them to a, you know, you, you enter your trades, and then you give them to another clerk to check. And, um, you know, so she, she was entering the trades, and then she gave somebody else to check, and she would take somebody else's, and she's checking them. She's like, okay, people, I ain't understanding what's taking so long here. <clears throat> You know, and it and it stole a, it stole an argument because as long as the manager doesn't know, you can tell the manager anything. Exactly. You know, but then once she sat down 
okay, and did it for herself. And she's like, okay, I ain't, I ain't understanding. You know, explain to me, what am I missing? You know, that, that, you know, it takes you all so long, but it's not taking me that long. I'm I'm not getting it. They're like, snapping their fingers. Darn it. Now we got to figure something else out. <laughs> exactly. You know, and see, they could never tell me that because when I started, that's what my first job was being able to, my, you know, my, well, my, my first or two assignments, one was the auditing the trade. But in auditing the trades, I had to learn how they were entered into the system. I couldn't check them otherwise. You know, so I had to learn how the trades were entered um, into the system because it was a couple of different systems that we used. So I had to learn how they were, you know, like entered into the system. So I knew that it didn't take forever. It's just that it's boring, and they would drag it out. But then we had a, a subsidiary in New York, and I had to go to New York because we were closing that office. And so you got these people that's losing their jobs, and these are people, they've been there for, like, years. You know, some of them people, that's, like, been their only job type of thing. And um, so I had to go to New York and learn their system, learn, learn how to use the system from people who are losing their jobs, um, and then write up a um, the training manual and then come back and, and train my department on how to use the system because we were basically just going to have a system entered on our computer in, um, in Chicago and then uh, enter the trades here. And that's so awkward. Yeah, it really was. And they were older people. So when they started doing this job, it was before computers. So, and then what they would do is they would, sh- they would show me on the computer how it was, you know, like how the system worked and how they entered the trades or whatever. And then she pulled out this book, and I said, well, what's this? Well, we also, we still do it manually because we don't trust the computers. And I looked up at her, and I was like, oh, okay. I said, but I won't be taking this. That's <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be as nice as I could. You know, I mean, because it's an older woman, you know, and I'm trying to, you know, you you got this young person coming in there, you know, basically taking your job. Um, and, you know, so I wasn't trying to be a butt or anything like that. But I'm thinking like, oh, no, we ain't got time to be doing double duty. We ain't, mm-mm. And, see, that was part of the reason why that, that office was closing there in New York, because they didn't have enough work to truly keep them people busy. You know, because if you got time to be entering the trades, not only in the computer, but then you you tracking it manually as well, mm-mm, you ain't got enough work to do. Uh-uh. <laughs> and I, I was as as polite as I could be, but I was like, no, we, I won't be taking that. Mm-mm. I I can see me now trying to trying to tell the people the the clerks in the office like, okay, um, one of you are going to enter it in the computer, and then the other one's going to uh, track it manually in this book. They'd be looking at me like, okay, Scotty been smoking something this morning. <laughs> like, nope. So, yeah, me and software, we, we cool, but that, that, that programming, and eh. That is funny. 
How was service yesterday? I missed it. I was really upset. Oh, wow. He, he talked for an hour yesterday. He really? Yep. Um, doesn't happen to us, even though it, it, it's getting closer. Um lately where he if if he doesn't hit an hour he'll he'll come he'll come close to it. But yeah, yesterday he did an hour and an hour and a minute. Um okay. but um you know, talking about um spending time with God and um you know how he is in us. His uh the main scripture that he went to was John fourteen, eight through fifteen. Okay. And um it 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 it, it was good. It was good. And he just sometimes he just he'd be cuz I'd be trying to be to like make some notes cuz I know you always going to ask about it on Monday if you if you're not on the call. And um but then sometimes he just be like moving like so fast and I just, you know, get caught up in what he's saying. I'd be like, "Okay, okay, what was the what was the topic for today? I got to write something down. So I know Felicia going to ask uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's not. It's not even me. Blame it on Maria, because Maria always started that, and I just thought it was so cool on Monday. You know, everybody say what you know what their church mm-hmm. brought up, but now it's just you know. It's, it just be us, and you know we go to we listen to the same churches as people, you know. Yep. I mean that's also to me that's also the sign of a of a good sermon because you know sometimes you can go to church and by the time you walk out the door of the church you forgot what the pastor talked about. Right. Right. Walking out like oh that was such a good service. Well what the, what what did he say? A girl, he, he really bought the word. But what did he say? Girl, he, okay. <laughs> it all better than I do because I'll be walking out the door like, what do you talk about today? <laughs> be, be scratching my head like, okay, I know he said something about, um, um, hmm. He danced a lot. <laughs> <laughs> He was really animated today. <laughs> yeah. It was so awesome. My daughter, she found uh, a church that she liked. Okay. So she gets up and goes to church. Okay. She goes to church, and I'm like, okay, as long as you're going somewhere that, you know, has you wanting to get up, I was like, now I need to find me one. I get up to go. For Sunday school, but yesterday I didn't feel like I didn't. But anyway, but that's neither here nor there. But she does. She'll get up and it's not the last couple of months. She gets up and she goes, and I'm like, well, praise God, you know. Yeah, because sometimes that's that's necessary. Um, my a friend of mine, um, she grew up going to one church, and when she got married. She said she had to find another church because her home church, they still looked at her as a little girl instead of as a grown woman who's now married and about to become a mom herself. And 
you know, it just got to be, you know, like too much, you know, because it, it becomes a distraction also, you know, because you're trying not to be disrespectful, you know, right. but, you're, but you're not a little girl anymore, you know. And when you have the elders in the church, you know, still trying to treat you like you're a little girl, you know, it, and, you know, okay, excuse me, people, but, you know, I'm 25, 26 years old, you know, I have a husband, you know, I'm about to have a baby, um, y'all, y'all got to let that go. Um, and so she, she ended up having to, to find uh, a church where they would meet her as an adult, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and react, uh, you know, respond accordingly. And so, um, you know, so maybe that's what your, what your daughter felt, that she needed to find a church as an adult. Yeah, that was one of the factors because even like my nieces, um, it's so funny because we've been going to Monument for so long, you would think that they would understand that they're older, but mm-hmm. because they look so young, they're like, aren't you like 16? They're like, no, I'm 23. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, they they yell sometimes, but, you know, still. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Now, um, with the uh, uh, mastermind call, mm-hmm. what, what was our, what was the subject last night? Well, basically, um, in the mastermind in a way was like a review um because i went over the the building blocks again and you know because now we're not with this book we're not just going to read the book and discuss it we're actually going to um apply the principles of the book and which is going to be <clears throat> i can already tell this is going to be an effort for all of us because we're we're used to doing things like one way on the call. You know, we're used to to the discussion of the book, you know, reading it, um uh applying the word to it and you know, and then having discussion, but we're not used to actually um having to do any work from the class. Okay. And Last week, Sam was one with the bright idea, you know, we need to start, you know, applying this. Because, I mean, he had a point because he was like, you know, if we're in the same place next year that we are this year, why are we on this call every week? Right. You know, um, you know that's just, you know, it's, it's almost like it's a, it's a club or something like that. If the goal is for us to do better, then that's what we need to be doing. We need to be doing better. And so, so last week, he was the one that came up with the, you know, we need to start applying this. <clears throat> and he had said, you know, so in two weeks, and I was like, mm-mm. I said, nope. I just said, I can tell you right now. I said, we need to break this down. I said, because if you tell me two weeks, I ain't touching it until the, until the second week. Um, I I know how I am, you know. So if you say we're gonna, you know, we're gonna do this, that, and the other, and it's due in two weeks, okay. So the night before that is due is when I'll be working on it. Um, it provided I remember. Um, so I said, no, we need to have something, you know, that we we do next week, and so. Um, that's why I was like, okay, everybody answer the questions for yourself because that's where everything starts. Everything starts with the questions. You know, and and for everybody to get a, a true understanding of their financial picture, because 
um, like she was saying with the building blocks, the, the first three are are um, are solid, and the last three are solid. But the six in the middle they change depending on the person and their situation. You know, the, the order of them change. I'll put it like that. They're still there, but the order of them changes um, depending on the person and their situation. Um, and so last night was, you know, was just a review of the, the building blocks and then a review of the questions and how they were answered from this particular um, scenario. I mean, there's going to be other scenarios in the book. And, you know, because part of it could be like with us, with this particular family, we couldn't relate to it. I mean, they had a home that had over, they had $350,000 in equity in it. It's like, now that's an asset. Okay, mm-hmm. um, you know, but when you got people that's, you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel, trying to get groceries in the house and, you know, you know, you, 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 you can't relate. So it's like, well, shoot, it's easy for them to do this, that and the other, because, you know, they had all that, all that equity and, and that equity, that's like cash. You know, if, if you use it correctly, that can, you know, that can be cash. So, um, but there are supposed to be some other examples that she'll use throughout the book. Um, of people in different type of financial situations and how, once again, you know, she was able to get to to elevate them um, despite wh- where they were where they were starting from. But it still all starts with knowing what your financial situation truly is. Mm-hmm. You know, and so many people, you know, they get paid, they pay bills, they get paid, they pay bills, and they're not really um, – you know, paying attention to, like, where their money goes. Because now, were you on the call when I was talking about the Starbucks coffee? Yes. Okay. Um, you know, case in point, you don't, you don't think about it on a day-to-day basis. You know, you you, you know, you spend 4 or $5 on a coffee, and you think, you know, no big deal. And you rationalize, it. oh, I need this coffee. I, I got to have this coffee. It's not going to be a good day if I don't have my coffee. You know, blah, 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 and it's only $5. You know, you know, people blow five dollars on lottery and don't think anything about. It. I mean, you know, it's easy to like rationalize, and that's you know, that's all well, fine and dandy. But then when you look at how much you have spent on coffee for a year, that's a lot of money. Yes, when you said that, I was like, wow. So <laughs> I go to Dunkin' Donuts every day. <laughs> you know. And I'm thinking I'm doing something, but I'm really not, you know. I mean, it does add up. And I even told my daughter that. I was like, I said, on top of, you know, when you really think about it, if you're eating out every day Mm -hmm. or if you have a family of two or more, you're spending like 30 bucks or more a pop a day if you're buying out every day. Yep. So it's like that money does add up, but it's like that was a vacation. I just spent, you know, or or you know, paying off a car note or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, and it, I when I had when I had tracked my expenses, I mean, because I don't drink coffee, so that wasn't my vice. But when I when I looked at you know, because I, like I said, I wrote down every everything that I bought. I would, I would, you know, write. I had like a piece of paper during the day, and I'm writing down everything. Cause you know, you're not gonna remember everything when you get home. So I'm writing it down. And when I get home, I will put it in the in the logbook or whatever. 
but, you know, you know, I get to work in the morning and I get a muffin and a juice, you know. So that's like three bucks by the time you finish with, like, tax. And then I have, you know, my mid-morning snacks, you know. That could be, you know, another dollar, dollar and a half, what have you. And then, I, you know, I have lunch. And when you work downtown trying to find a cheap lunch, not easy. Um, but, you know, sometimes I could find lunch for, like, five bucks. And then you got to have your afternoon snack. That's another dollar fifty. And so we're up to like about eleven bucks right there. Ten or eleven bucks. Okay. For a so for a week, that's fifty dollars. You know, and we ain't even yeah. talking about dinner. You know, I mean I cook so a lot of times, you know, you know, dinner would you know, like would be leftovers or whatever unless I was getting together with friends and going out. But, you know, I spent fifty dollars on just, you know, basically junk. And, you know, when I started looking at those numbers, I, you know, again, I was astounded, like, whoa, you know. And I was like, okay, I got to do better with this. And, and you know, so I made myself bring my lunch, like, at least three days a week. And then um, for, for breakfast, I would make, like, at home, I'd say, like, I'd make me a loaf of banana bread. And then just cut it up, and then I'd bring me a slice or two to work. And so that would be part of my breakfast, and it would be my snack. And, and it would be healthier because it was homemade, you know. And then I would buy a big container of orange juice, and then Rubbermaid had the containers for, um, for beverages. And then I would just break it down, and i just bring my juice in in the container, you know. So I might pay like $4 for, for the gallon of, of juice. Whereas before I was paying a dollar fifty a day, you know, um, and and then for the the afternoon snack, I'd bring I'd go and uh, catch the the big bag of Doritos on sale and get mm-hmm. bags and and divvy it up, you know, in the Ziploc bags because in in that bag, you know, that I'm paying like a dollar fifty cents for, half of that is air, um, so the amount of Doritos I was actually getting. You know, sometimes it wasn't even as much as I had in my Ziploc bag. So I could get, like, the big bag of Doritos for $2.50 on sale and then, you know, break it up. And and a lot of times it would come out to even more than five days, you know. So uh, And then I would go to the dollar store and get the miniature candy bars because that's when you could get, like, eight in a pack, you know, like the miniature Snickers or, you know, like whatever, Um because I didn't need a whole candy bar, you know, and a lot of times you just want the, the taste of the chocolate anyway. So I get a miniature, you know, I buy the package of miniatures for a dollar. There's eight in there. I bring like two a day, you know. And so it's like it cut that spending down like greatly. Um, and so the same thing could be done like with the coffee because even with Dunkin' Donuts, you can buy the, be- you can buy the beans and, and grind it yourself, you know, like at home. Right. So, you know, if people, you know, just invest in a good coffee maker and they got them with the timer on there and everything where you set it up the night before and set the timer and you could have it where that coffee is ready for you in the morning when you're about to walk out the door, all you got to do is pour it in your to-go cup and you're good to go. And that would be so much, you know, so much cheaper. So, you know, you buy a bag of coffee for like 12 bucks versus paying 25 for a cup of coffee every day. 
And that right there, you can cut it in half. Right. So, so I mean, it really is a matter of just, um, you know, changing your, your thinking. And, um, but you can't do that if you, if you don't know where your money is going, you know, you, how do you change anything? You know, just like I made the comment about the credit cards, you know, um, because, you know, she's recommending that you, that you're paying down your consumer debt simultaneously while investing. And, um, but you're not going to pay down your credit cards if you're still charging on them. So if you make a $100 payment, but then you put $300 of charges on there, you're defeating the purpose. Pretty much. So, but it, it the, the challenge is going to be with, with everybody doing, you know, like the homework. I mean, because you know, people do have stuff going on, and um, we're not looking at this, like, at school, you know, because the thing is, if you don't do it, I mean, it's not like, you know, you're not going to fail a class, um, you're not going to lose your job, you're not going to get beat up, you know, or anything like that. I mean, you just, you know, you're hurting yourself directly. And so we, we have to, to make ourselves um, accountable. And that's why, like, question eight is the most important one of all because it's like, you know, are you willing to apply, you know, and do the work of, of the cycle? So, yeah. So that's the thing, and so um, I mean, and I know it's you know it's going to be a struggle for me as well. Uh, but see, that's why I was messed with you last night. I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, they 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 pinned me down. I had to commit to something. Like, mm, you got to commit to something too. <laughs> I was like, why is she putting me on the spot? <laughs> like, mm, like, mm. I you know I got spotlighted. You do too. <laughs> yep, all the regulars got spotlighted. So, you know, because I was even messing with, with Sam, you know, because like yesterday before the call, and I was like, okay, did you do your homework? And he was like, nope. I said, see, and you the main one. You the one who got this started last week. So how are you not going to have yours? Because I knew I had to have mine. I'm the moderator. And I'm like, okay, now how are you not going to have yours? You the one who got this started. So. Um, you know, so he he he's tickling me with this. You know, he gonna have to you know to to sign some time or sit down or whatever. It's like okay, mm, good luck with that. Because I be having to make him sit down just to have the financial meeting to talk about you know like what's going on you know like with the family and stuff like that. And even that sometimes I got to do it like on the fly. <laughs> So um, I'm like, okay, dude. But he's right. I mean, it is something that he need that he needs to um, that he needs to do, and especially where money is concerned, because you know, money just like flows out of his hand, like you know, that pocket got a hole in it for real. And it's not that he, you know, that he'd be wasting it on, you know, like on stupid stuff, but um, you know, like 
you know, like how men usually like hate like shopping, like when a woman tells me she going shopping and men had their eyes all rolled up in their heads or whatever. Him in a home, Sam in a Home Depot is worse than any woman in a shoe store. Oh my goodness! Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's like okay, would you come on already? You know he's you know stuff is catching his eye and you know he's looking at this and picking up that and it's like okay, but you came in here to get such and such and such and such. Yeah, I know, I know. It's like oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, and I get it because when I had my house, I stayed in Home Depot. I was always up in Home Depot. I mean, so I, you know, I get it. And you figure for like a contractor, that's just like, you know, that's like a wet dream. But it's like, it, it's so interesting because now if you took him, um, I mean, and he's not as bad as some men, you know, with going to a mall or whatever the case may be. Some men just the thought of going shopping, you know, they get break out in highs. Um so he's not, you know, he's not that bad. But it's like I'm telling you, seeing him in, in the Home Depot, it's like, okay, yeah, you could have a woman beat the shoe store any day. <laughs> any day. You are like a kid in a candy store for real. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> that is funny. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> and I see that, too, because even, like, when he goes to get his um his vegetables and stuff to mm-hmm. juice, you hear him, like, oh, I didn't know they had this for sale. Oh, I was like, okay, calm down. Oh, yeah, go, go on grocery shopping with him. Oh, my God. It, that's worse than taking a kid to the store. <laughs> Cause you know, with a kid, you can you can like smack them on the hands and be like, "Stop! Don't touch that!" You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, the first well, and I mean, this was like 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 twenty something years ago, and and um, we went to the grocery store, and I was just like, "Oh my goodness, see, this why I don't have kids." Okay, I get it. Like, oh my goodness, you know, it's like you know. In the, depri- in the produce department with the grapes, and he's eating the grapes out the bag. And then, you know, opening up a package of donuts. I mean, he pays for the stuff, you know what I mean? So he's not stealing it. But, I mean, it's just like, and then he'll, like, see something like, oh, this looks good, throw it in the basket. Really? <laughs> it's like, okay, no, no paying attention to, you know, like what the budget is, you know, or anything like that. Just look, picking up something like, oh, this looks good. We're going to try this. Okay. Okay. Hey, good. Get, you get to, you get to the to the to the counter just like like with a little kid, you know, that commercial where you get to the counter and then you get to unload and like, where did all this stuff come from? Because the kid had been throwing stuff in the basket all along the way. That's him. Oh, that's funny. That is him. Oh wow. Yeah. So you try and go grocery shopping and you got a budget. You do not take him. Good to know. <laughs> Good Don't to know. Additional twenty bucks at least. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> oh. Okay. 
All right. <clears throat> Got to love him. Got to love him. Love him or choke him. <laughs> okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <clears throat> now, have you been fasting? Have I been fasting? <laughs> you got so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess that's a no. <laughs> wow, that just doesn't <laughs> ease into that or nothing. Just kind of like no. Real quiet, like okay, where does come from? Where do I answer? Um, okay. <laughs> As long as you know, that's how my mind was going. Like, but you maybe, know, maybe what? she's not talking to me, even though we're the only two on the call. Um, <laughs> I mean, it really depends. It really depends on on purpose. <laughs> With the purpose, no. But like okay. I've gone, I've gone uh, like a whole day without eating, you know. But that's just how I've, you know, I I don't want to say that's how I train myself to be, but that's just me. I, if I'm not doing anything in particular, I can go all day without eating, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like I've done that. And, you know, and I do my own little, um, you know, inner dialogues or whatever. But purposely, purpose, purposely, no, I have not. I have not. But I know that um, I have gone, even though I have not been doing the fasting, I have been doing the praying in tongues more than okay. I was. So it's like, like last night was interesting. I woke up praying in tongues. I'm like, what did that start happening? So that was kind of, that was kind of, you know, I was in my dreams. I was in my dream praying in tongues and woke up praying in tongues. And I'm like, okay. You know, and I looked around, like, what's going on? I said, okay, nothing's going on. So I went back to sleep. I was like, okay, you know, but, um, yeah, I will. Um, that would be my goal for this week, to do a purposeful fast, you know. Okay. Instead of just, you know, 
because it's interesting. It and it it does make um it does make a, a difference because I mean I too can go like all day without eating, and sometimes I don't you know think twice about it. Um, you know, and then but now you know on Mondays when I when I do my fast, sometimes it is like so difficult to make it through the day. You know, and I'll find myself counting, okay, how many hours do I have left before I can eat? Um, you know, now last Monday was was really was really bad because um just the stress of, you know, of dealing with my sister and I I let her get to me and I ended up with with a headache and it was, you know, and I was trying not to let it morph into a migraine and it it got pretty close. Um, but then, like, I couldn't drink any water and I couldn't eat, and then, you know, and I'm trying to deal, you know, with with the with the pain and and um, so that one that one was probably like the worst experience that that I had, and it wasn't until um, that night when I was finally able to, eat. and I and I ate something and drank some water, and like about a half hour later. The, the headache um, was, like, gone, but um, it was with me, like, all day. And, um, you know, just just trying to stay strong and not, not to give in because of, because of the headache, you know, um, and knowing that, that it could end up being worse. Um, but, you know... But like I said, you know, I can on a, on any other day, I can go all day without eating and think, you know, think nothing about it and, and have no problems. But then on the day that I'm fasting, it's like, you know, I'll just be like so hungry. I'll be like, ooh, I can eat this. Ooh, I got some such and such. Oh, man. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> like a couple of weeks ago, I I didn't make it for the whole day. I think I made it like twelve hours, and I just you know, and I you know I can't even come up with a good enough reason. I just I just gave in. I was you know I gave in to the weakness. And um, but last week I was like so determined I wasn't gonna do it. I wasn't gonna do it. Um, and I and I and I made it through. It was painful, but I made it through. But you know what, though, what I have found out when um, it gets like that is basically uh, is basically your your body is just really rebelling, really rebelling um, against what you're doing. Because like I can say, uh, I can say like today, if I said okay. Today I'm not gonna eat nothing, you know, um, until seven o'clock. Knowing I've done it before, but then, like you said, all of a sudden now everything is put in front of you, you know. And it's like seriously, you know, like are you serious right now? And um. What I found was that that's just that's just a lesson. You know, it's not it's not by happenstance. 
That's when the that's when the enemy is coming against you, because he's just like, uh, uh-uh. uh, I I need you to not try to do this right now, you know, because I know once you get this, you'll get this type thing, and so, um, and then I and I have to kick myself because then I, it's not until you think about it later where you're like. Oh man, you know, whatever, whatever. So I get you. I get you. Yep. So, but you know, as we say, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Right. Right. So it must not be because everybody ain't doing it. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Everybody's not doing it. They're looking at you like, oh, okay. Okay, like, and why are you doing it? <laughs> and, and the point of it all, okay. like, um, the point of it all is, But, you know, what's interesting is that, okay, people will, you know, scratch their head wondering, you know, like, why we're fasting, you know, like for a day. But then they go on these crazy diets, you know, for months. Yeah. You know, but you're not understanding how once a week I'm not going to eat, I'm not going to drink anything. But now you're sitting around here, you know, Eating, um, what's some darn thing? Rice cakes that have no flavor. You know, that's not a problem. <laughs> so that that's what I would think. Like eating styrofoam would be like. Um, yeah. You know, at least if you get the flavored ones, you got you got a little something something. But to eat the plain ones, it's like, how do you make yourself do this? <laughs> You know, it's like there is nothing, nothing appetizing about this at all. You know, uh, you know, and then you, you know, you, you know, I can, I can have a, a egg and and a, a a plain piece of chicken breast, and it's like, who wants a plain piece of chicken breast? Can I get some seasoning? <laughs> you know, I mean, it, you know, that's that's why I don't do diets because. First of all, they're temporary, and you you put yourself through this torture for a particular amount of time, and then um, when the time is up, you go back to your old eating habits. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you guess what? You gain the weight, all the weight that you lost, you gain it right back. So exactly. I do. I don't. I don't do diets. I make adjustments in my eating, but I do not do diets. And actually, if I would just exercise on a regular basis, I could lose some weight. Right? <laughs> Girl, don't even get me on that one. Mm-hmm. So if I'm doing the same thing. I'm like, if I work out, I'd be something. Eh. Yep, but I'm going to have to motivate myself somehow because I'm not going to go to a gym. One, it's not in the budget right now, but two, even before, you know, I would join a gym and, like, for maybe the first month or two, you know, you'd be all excited or whatever and, you know, and you go and then you start making excuses as to why you can't go and then next thing you know, you ain't been in six months. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's like, okay, so I just stopped doing uh, gym memberships because that was just like giving people money away, um, giving giving my money away. Um, and I know right before I had moved out of Aurora, they had opened up a new um, a new workout center that was through the park district, and you could just you could pay per visit. And I never actually made it, you know, like over there. Because, um, you know, it was like, you know, one price if you lived in Aurora and another price if you, you know, if you lived outside of Aurora. But you didn't have to do a membership. And so that's what had been appealing to me because, you know, I don't, I don't like getting bogged down with those, with those memberships. Right. You know, um, and like the park district, you could, you know, either pay each time you went or you could like, I don't want to say weekly, but I think they did have a monthly um, rate that you could do, but then you weren't tied into it. So if you if you did the monthly for this month, but then didn't do it for a couple of months, it, you know, it was like no big deal. You weren't, you didn't have to do any type of contract or anything like that. Okay. So, um, but I like yoga. I need to get back to my yoga. I know. I was looking at this lady. Have you seen the new craze on TV? Um, Called Plyo. She, like, incorporates yoga and calisthenics together. Mm Mm-hmm. And... It looked it was interesting. I'm like, I bought enough exercise DVDs, though. So, like, let me just go in and pop in one of my CDs and get it together. But you know what? Now with YouTube, you ain't even got to buy them, buy them anymore if you don't want to. True. Because well, you know what? It, it really depends on who it is. Mm-hmm. Because I noticed, like YouTube, they've gotten real. They've gotten real. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're cracking down on what they'll let you leave up. If they go through now, and one day it'll be one day you'll see a video up there, and then the next day it's gone. And they're like, oh, because of licensing rights or whatever, whatever, it has to be taken down and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. Oh, well. So, yeah. Um, Okay. All right. Thank you, Lord. 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 All right, ma'am, if you wouldn't mind starting us off with a prayer. Jadokie. Father, all the praise and all the glory goes to you forever and ever. I thank you, Father, for this day and for allowing us to be able to enjoy it. Father, I thank you for this call, for providing a place for us to come together, to fellowship, to share, and to learn of your word. Father, I just pray that anyone who takes the time to call in this morning, that they will hear something on this call that will help them, Father, in their walk with you. 
Father, I pray that we are continuing to be a blessing to others, even in small ways, just saying hello, holding the door, helping someone with a package. It does not take very much time, and it doesn't cost us anything, and it could definitely make someone's day. Father, we thank you for all that we have and all that we're going to receive. We know, Father, that we are where we are because of you and that we cannot move forward without putting you first, Father. And we just thank you for your unconditional love, for your mercy and your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Okay. So we're just going to take um One of the things that I okay um have been having an issue with me personally um when it comes to uh when we talk about money and wealth and and things of that nature. Me, I'm always like, but what? What? You know, because there's you know when you go into when you're listening to um, certain um, ministers, that's all they talk about. And then we have the mastermind call, and we're talking about wealth. We're talking about you know, um, earning and, and entrepreneurship and, and things of that nature. And so um, I I was like, okay, what does God say about it? And, um, well, it's more than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> It's more than I thought, and it's um, and it's not gonna really pull it up. Oh, isn't that something? Might have to like not do it anyway. I'm sorry. The site that I wanted is it's it's down. Um, and it's the site that I usually go to all the time, so that tells you something. Okay. And so here's the my thing. Um God wants us to prosper and he wants us to be um, you know, he even said the wealth of the of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. But then I'm like, okay, so what's the fine line? What is the fine line? Because we have to be spiritual. We have to we have to deal with all three levels. That's one of the things that you know we've been talking about for a while on the spirit 
as far as like spirit, soul, and body. You know, are and it's like, are you checking your um your GPS? Are you checking your compass? Are you checking the direction that you're going? Because here's the thing. If we're getting rich just to get rich, we've already missed it. If you're getting rich um, because, you know, you, you've been poor and you don't like it, you want to see how the other half lives, uh, you missed it. The whole point of us even seeking prosperity, you know, if you don't have the right um, that's the way I'm looking for the Lord. If you don't have the right heart for the reason that you want to become wealthy, then you're missing the point. And so we 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 really have to always make sure that our motives line up with the word of God so that we don't miss the mark. Because the thing is, it, you know, yes, he wants us to be comfortable. No, he does not want us to be a lack. But once you hit a certain mark, in your prosperity, what are you supposed to do with the money? What are you mm-hmm. supposed to do with what you have? Because I mean, think about it. We have we have billionaires, billion B billionaires, who if they so chose to give uh a hundred thousand dollars to a hundred people just on general principle and say this I, I give to you so that you can buy your house or pay your house off, pay off all your debt so that you know you won't have to struggle anymore. And they did that and knowing, I mean, the thing is, they know if they were to give away half their money, they'd still be millionaires. But they choose not to do it. So what's the point of having that much money? And so one of the scriptures that always comes to mind is that scripture about the rich man Lord, give me that one. There was a, oh, Lord, what is it? It is in, what's that, Matthew? You find it, the start there. Hold on, I'll start with that one.
Okay. Matthew 19. I think it's Matthew 19. Let's go there. Because we do, I mean, I, I think, you know, because um, I believe in entrepreneurship, I do, I believe that we should all be, you know, making inroads into, you know, being debt-free. I do. I believe all of that. But at the end of the day, when we do that, I mean, at my pastor, the pastor that I, you know, I'm not going to say his name, but, um, you know, he's always talking about, you know, having a high credit score and then being able to walk into any dealership and driving, you know, driving the car your dreams off the lot. And I'm like, uh, I mean, that's nice and all, but is is that it? Is is that is that what you know all that we're supposed to do? Is that is that all we're striving for? And so today we're just gonna we're gonna just stay right there. And so in Matthew nineteen, um I think that's about where, um, where where Jesus is saying that it's hard for a rich man to enter the, the kingdom of heaven. Yes. Okay. Uh, twenty three and twenty four. Yes. And um, but we're gonna we're gonna go in the context because see what the thing is because a lot of people say well. If he didn't want you to be rich, you know, he wouldn't have said this, he wouldn't have did that. And again, it's not so much as what you have. Sorry. It's what you have it for. Going back again to the example, if you're a billionaire, a B, billionaire, and you're able to assist. So you have several billionaires, and it's not even like they're like one billionaire. They have several billions of dollars in whatever, you know, and they have the ability to um, give and not have any lack at all on their end but choose not to, then what's the point? So the same thing for a Christian. If you become a billionaire and then, but instead of giving what you have, you say, um, you know, I'm going to pray for you, but you have the money to give, then what's the point of having that money? What's the point of having property? What's the point of having, um, you know, whatever? 
vacation homes or whatever, but not giving back. And so it says, um, starting at verse 16, He says, and it says, and, and behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? Now, here's what my study Bible says it says, Jews of the time believed that performing some single good act would guarantee salvation. A single good act would guarantee salvation. So he thought that all he had to do was one thing, and that would guarantee that he would get into, he would receive his salvation. And it says, and he said unto him, he being Christ, why callest thou me good? Why call, why are you calling me good? That was, that was, that was Christ's first question. Why are you calling me good? Because as you see, he greeted him, good master. He said, why call thou me good? There is none good but one that is God. But if you will enter into into life, keep the commandments. So first to live is to live the commandments of God. That's what he said. He said unto him, which... Which commandments the 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 um the rich man says which command which one? Jesus said, You shall do no murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your mother and your father, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said unto him, All these things I have kept from my youth. What lack I yet? So now the rich man is saying, I've done all these things. So take rich man out of it and make it a Christian. Make it us, disciples of Christ. We say, we've done all this. I've not committed murder. I have not committed adultery. I haven't stolen from nobody. I haven't lied against anybody. I honor my mother and my father, and I love my neighbor as myself. Jesus said unto him, if you will be perfect, go and sell that which you have and give to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. Now, here's the thing. If you will be perfect, complete, the note on this verse says, genuinely pleasing to God, 
go and fail. Now, this is the question we have to ask ourselves. We are more willing to assist somebody when we don't have. If if you notice about well, I want to make it personal because it's so funny. I told my son this when I did it. And I was like, wow, it's true. Um, since I've been unemployed, since I've been unemployed, I see things that I used to ignore or I would even say I ignored them. I didn't understand them as good as I understand them now. Like, I'd give a couple of dollars here and there to those people, you know, who's shaking their cup on the corner or whatever. But I had the money. I I mean, it would be like, okay, I'll give you a dollar or whatever. But now it's like even more so I will give. Even when I, if, if I don't have it, I don't give it. But if I have an extra dollar, I give my, I might only have $2 in my pocket, but I will give a dollar. And I'll be like, here, you know. I mean, and I'll look at it and be like, oh. And I, had, and I told my son, I said, that could be us. That could be us. I said, all oh, praise to God that it's not, but that could be us. So we have to understand that it's in it's it's in where we are now that we can empathize and sympathize with somebody else's struggle. Now, once you receive your prosperity, will you be the same person? Because the thing is, what God is looking for is what are you going to do with the wealth that you have? Being a good steward means being willing to work with what you have, but to bring glory to God. So it says here in the note for verse 21, it says, the man was being asked to prove his claim to have kept the commandments, especially the one that says, Love, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So if I see my neighbor struggling, you know, you know, you see, you're, you're like, you see the foreclosure notice go up on somebody's door, and you're able to assist that person. You know, if you have it, but you're not willing to give it, and God is telling you to do it, then what's the point of having it? What's the point of achieving a certain goal but not willing to? If God told you, okay, you achieve your goal to becoming wealthy, you have a good, healthy portfolio, you know, you have X amount of dollars in your savings account, you have X amount of dollars in your checking account, you have X amount of dollars stashed away in your house somewhere, old school, 
you know. And God said, you know what, I want you to take all of that money and I want you to go plant a store on 35th and King Drive. Would you be willing to do it? Would you be willing to give up all that you accumulated and do the will of God? And that's what we have to, and that's what we have to really ask ourselves that question. I've been asking myself that question. I'm like, you know, I'll say out my mouth, like, Lord, I could really, I would really just like enough money to pay off my house, pay off my cars, and then, you know, and be just comfortable. You know, there's some other things I want to do, and he knows what they are. And it's but the thing is, it's like I need to do all of those things first. You know what I mean? But are we being specific enough when we're asking God and letting God know that we want to be wealthy? And what are we gonna do once we hit our thought, our perception of what wealth is? So verse twenty two it says But when the young man heard that saying, he went away. He went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. So the rest of, um, you know, it says his unwillingness to do so belied his claims and showed him as a sinner and need of salvation. So if we're not willing to give up all that we have achieved, or even if God says, I don't want you to be rich. I want you to be, you know, I'm I'm not looking for you to be struggling. So I'll make sure that you have a roof over your head, that you have food in your, you know, in your refrigerator, you're healthy, your clothes don't give out. But I need you where you are because that's where I want you to be among the people and show them my glory. Would you be willing to give it up? Would you be willing to give up your thought and perception of what wealth is and dwell in where God says you're already wealthy and you're already prospering? And so it says in verse 23, then said Jesus unto his disciples, verily I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And so on the note of that, of verse 24, it says, um, it's not saying that a rich man cannot be saved. 
only that it would be more difficult since such a person seldom senses his personal need as ready as readily as a poor man does. So Christ is letting us know here. He's saying, look, I'm not, again, it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. Not that money is evil, but the love of money. And so we have to be careful as we go through our steps of becoming wealthy and you know, and debt-free and entrepreneurs and things like that, that we don't change from where we are in our walk to loving money more. Because, again, everything is a fine line. It's like narrow is the way. God says narrow is the way. So everything is narrow, not just salvation, but everything in life is narrow because it's a, what's that phrase? It's a thin line between love and hate. It's a thin line between everything. So you're walking a narrow walk in every every path that you take. So we have to constantly check ourselves. And it says in verse 25, when his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed saying, who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And so, we have to, that shows us right there that it's not us. It's not us, but God, who makes it possible for us to to walk the narrow walk. So if we take our eyes off of him to see how much we've accumulated as far as money, property, things, then we take our eyes off of God and we're exchanging the Heavenly Father the most high God, for the little God, the love of money. Any comments, questions? I think part of of us having a hard time giving up the possessions, we forget that, you know, if God gave it to us once, he'll give it to us again. Right. Exactly. You know, and and that's and that's and that's the biggest thing right there. He, we have to remember, he gave it to us. You know, okay, you won the lottery. You know, you won the lottery today, and then he has you. He comes and says, uh, "Daughter, or or whoever, son." I need you to give half of that to building a shelter. And you look at a guy like, what? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, and so that, sh- that, and that shows him 
where your heart is. And he's just sitting there like, but you say it, you know. Like I always think about um, every every time I used to see this episode on the reruns of Good Times, I'm like, that's how a lot of Christians are. And then they wonder why things fall through. And it's the episode where um, Big Daddy sweets. He had a blood disorder. Mm. And um, he was like, he was like, Lord, if you give me, if you make sure JJ shows up, I'll put $10,000 in the church. I will start going to church. I will start going to church every Sunday. I'll do, you know, I'll start being, you know, I'll, I'll go on a straight and narrow. So JJ shows up, and uh, first thing he says is, uh, okay, he said, I'll drive by the church on the way back to my apartment and I'll put that check for $25 in the mail. Uh, thank you, Lord. You know, it's like, okay, but that's not what you promised them. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that takes us back, that takes us over to the story of Ananias and Sapphira. You pledged that this is what you would do if he saved you. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't request it. You pledged it. And he said, don't swear. So if you already swore, he takes you at your word. And once you swear that and you don't honor it, then you cast death upon yourself. Because what they both fell dead. They both fell dead because they didn't honor what they swore they would do. And so if you say to God, God, um, if I make, you know, if I make X amount of dollars, blase, blase, um, then I will do X, Y, Z. And he's looking for us to honor that. And I mean, look at how many people have received, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there. So how many people went to the lottery who won the big lottery, the individuals? And how many of them, I'd be wondering, the ones that fell back on hard times, it's like, did you promise God something? Mm. And then once you won, you didn't honor what you said you were going to do, for you to lose all the millions of dollars that you won in less than five years? How? How? You won a couple of million, you won a couple of hundred million dollars after they took away the taxes, and it was gone in five years. You know, and a lot of them was, and a lot of them was like, well, I just didn't know how to manage money. But if you were, if you started off, you know, 
where where, where we are. You're not poor, poor. You're mm-hmm. not middle class. You're just kind of like making making it. You've learned how to budget. You've learned how you know what needs to what the, what how to prioritize your money. So once you receive the whole bunch, it should have been nothing for you to. Even if you went and splurged to buy a big old house and all of this, what happened? Right. You know, hold on one second. Before. All right, sorry about that. My son just got up. <laughs> <laughs> he just gave me the. I was like, oh, but yeah. I mean, it's 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 that kind of mentality. Like, what 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 are we doing? You know, and so you know, I'm I'm just like, wealth is fleeting. Wealth is fleeting. It, it's here today, gone tomorrow. You know. And we have to be willing and able to accept that, but then also embrace what God wants us to have. Because the thing is, I mean, we say we want we say we want these things, but what does God want us to have? And I guess that's where you know I'm, you know, I. I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, Lord, am I doing too much? That's where I'm at right now. Like, what, am, I, am I going too far? Am I being, am I being too much? And if I am, somebody let me know so I can like get out of my head. You know, I, I feel like that. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Comments, questions, criticisms, concerns. I'm good. Okay. All right. So that being said, uh-oh. come on. I need a big old, a big old keyboard because my fingers are too big. For this phone. <laughs> um, that's why I hate the text messages. I'm like, oh, I hit the wrong key again. Dang it. Hit the wrong key again. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, Erica sends a text laughing in your head. I'm sorry. It must have been, I said, Erica sent a text um, laughing in your head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. 
way in my and and that's and that's and, you know that's a good thing and it's a bad thing and, you know but I I'm I'm constantly always questioning constantly questioning because I feel like um, oh she said get a bigger phone we are forty plus. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna have to, cause man, it takes I, the the for the time it takes me to send out one text message. I kid you not, my daughter has sent out like twenty, and she's like, "Ma, why is it taking you so long?" I'm like, "Cause I have to keep deleting my finger keeps hitting the wrong button." Plus, we use whole words. Yes. Um, okay, so, um, as we go, as we go through this, this last part, because I'm, I wasn't, um, I wasn't going to be, how the minister say, um, <laughs> oh, she crying, <laughs> um, I said, did you read her other message? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, I wasn't planning on being on here that long for y'all today because I know, you know, everybody's trying to, you know, get to to their day. And I was going to ask, um, is it would it be better if we met earlier in the morning, <laughs> or is seven thirty good enough? Felicia, we both be having a problem with seven thirty. I know, I know, <laughs> but I just thought, you know, because you know everybody else is so used to earlier. You know, I don't know who would be interested in. Being able to, you know, to to have it earlier or not. So I was gonna put that in there um, sometime this week to see if anybody wanted to go, you know, wanted me to do this earlier, so that they could be able to. Um, yeah, but how many people are even on the prayer call at six o'clock? Because that wasn't that why Sam ended up starting out with um, switching over to the to the TV ministers. Because a lot of times it wouldn't even be people on the on the call. Right. You're right. Because like about the only person that'd be on us is um Arthur. And mm-hmm. I know but Marie, um not Maria, but Marie from here in Chicago, she'd come on and, and jump off and stuff. But yeah, not too many people would be on at six o'clock. So you're right. Look at you. Like my daughter says, I think we're gonna keep you around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's funny. Oh yeah, she a mess. I was like, where did you come from? She was like, you. I was like, nah, nah. 
<laughs> oh, you're right, Miss Erica. Sorry. She said we're already late. No, okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, <laughs> and verse uh, 27. Now, um, he talks about being wealthy. Now it's like, okay, so what is it? What is it that God that God is looking for, that Christ is looking for? And so um, then answer Peter. Now Peter's looking at this whole interaction between Christ and this wealthy man. Okay. And he said unto him, Behold, we have done what you said. You know, they had already sold all their stuff and dispersed it among themselves and those who were following them and all these other stuff. And so he says, we've done all that. So what shall we have then? And Christ said unto them, verily I say unto you, that you which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory. Excuse me, sorry. You shall sit upon 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone that has forsaken houses, brethren, sister, father, mother, wife, child, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. And so when I look at the, there's a note at the bottom of um, for verse 27, and it says, um, I'm sorry, no, for verse 28 about the regeneration. In the regeneration, in the new age, the millennium, when the earth will be made new, during which time the disciples will judge Israel. So the thing is, everyone was taken for taking things and people. Not caring what our family says, not caring about the things that we have for the, for the love of Christ, for the call of Christ on our lives. Where are you willing to give up? So when we're talking about the wealth, would you be willing to give up your wealth? Would you be willing to give up your family? Would you be willing to give up your job, Erica, if Christ says today, the Holy Spirit tells you today, Erica, go and put in your notice today, would you be willing to do it? I, for one, am, I can tell you all the time, that's the only reason 
why I am where I am now because I didn't. I meant to tell you that the other day, Erica, but um, I had to get off the call. You had to get off the call. But it's in our obedience that we know that he has already set his vision. He has already set up a vision. If he's been nudging you and telling you it's time for you to go, it's time for you to leave, it's time for you to do whatever, understand he has already set up what he wants done. Erica said, ouch. Yeah. Because, I mean, the thing is, at the end of the day, then you're right where I am. Because I feel like I told my sister the other day, I said, I really appreciate you being understanding. But she's just like, I can tell she's frustrated with the situation because she doesn't want to lose the house. But without me working, she's the only one paying on the mortgage. Mm. And so it's like, okay. You know, I'm sending out resumes, you know, no response. So I get discouraged. I stop sending out resumes for a minute. I try to do Uber. Uber isn't working the way everybody says you should be able to make, you know, all this money on Uber. And, uh, no, where is all this money I said I should be making on Uber, you know? And so all these things are all wrapped in the one. And Could that be, though, because you really don't want to do Uber? I really don't. I really don't. But the thing is, because I know that's where I need to be. Are, you being, le- are you being led to? I mean, is, is he telling you to do this? I, when I, on the days that I go. On the days that I go, I feel led to do it. And on those days are my days of, ooh, like I told you, I had made $100 in one day. I felt led to Uber on that day. Okay. I don't feel led to Uber every day. Okay. So it's like, okay, so now I have to listen. Okay, so do I Uber today? Or no, not Uber today. Is this me because I'm being lazy, or because we're just saying don't Uber? It's like it's like those those things are what drives me on a daily basis, and so that's where like and I get what Sam is saying. Like you constantly got to be connected to the Spirit of the Lord, so that when you hear that voice, you know. Instantly, okay, that's God, that's me, that's the enemy, whatever, whatever. And so that's where he's, that that's where I believe he's training me right now to be able to discern which voice I'm hearing. You know, but my thing is, like, if I would have did this three years ago, it wouldn't be so hard because three years ago I was in the better state 
you know, I had my own, I had paid, I had um, a van that I had paid off. It was paid off. All I had to do was pay for gas. Whereas now I have to pay for a car note and mortgage. You know what I mean? So where I was three years ago when he told me to quit my job, it was more beneficial then because I was in the right place. But now I'm out of place. I'm in place and I'm out of place because now instead of me having a car that was paid off, I had to pay a car note and all this other stuff on top of, you know. So it's like being obedient is very important. It's so important. You got to look at it. You got to, we can't see what he sees. But if if three years ago I would have done what he told me to do, I would have been exactly where I was supposed to be, you know, as far as level-wise and all that stuff today. So, yeah, I'm not, like, I'm not feeling condemnation. I'm just, I, I just kick myself in the butt. You know, because living in fear is not good. I'm learning that. Living in fear is not good. Living in fear causes you to make yourself out of order. It's not God. It's not. Because fear is not of God. He says, I give you not the spirit of fear. So if he doesn't give you the spirit of fear, who just where does fear come from? So that the enemy wants you to live in fear. If you live in fear, you will not move. You live in fear, you will not do. You just kind of like what says the word lackadaisical. Everything. All of that needs to go. All that you have on needs to go to the clothes basket. The sheet needs to come over here. I need to watch that band spread too, but I don't feel like doing that today. I'm sorry. I know because all of a sudden it's like all of that needs to go to the dirty clothes basket. I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Just came in and started talking to me. I'm just like, okay. No one I'm on the phone. That's the part that chased me out. No one I'm on the phone. <laughs> but yeah, that that's it. That's all. That's, that is. the shortest sweep of it today. Because I you know, 'cause I was I was praying about I was praying about, you know, um us being entrepreneurs and and things like that for a while and as we're learning and 
You know, I was like, Lord, I said, what are we missing? You know, what are we missing? Are we are, are we doing everything, you know, decent in order? And so that part, I didn't receive anything negative or anything like that. But one thing that he that I, I keep seeing is being bound. You know, don't let our our search for wealth bind us. That is key. Because the thing is, at the end of the day, he he came to give us liberty. So he doesn't want us to have liberty from one thing just to be bound in something else. So we just have to watch and pray as we go through the steps. That we that we're gonna go through with the mastermind call and everything else, you know, as far as the entrepreneurships are, everybody's doing their their level of their ministry that God is calling you know calling us to do, and it's like just be mindful, you know, listen to his listen to what he's telling you to do. If he says, uh, you know. Work outside your house, work outside your house. If he says, now you need to get an office, then now you need to get an office. But the thing is, until he says it, you know, I mean, he does not want us to be in lack. That we already know. He does not want us to be a lack. He does not want us to be borrowers. So, you know, we have to be we have to be wise. How does that work? Wise as serpents. That's a scripture as well. And I'm like, oh, let me find it. Hold on. Okay, thank you, Lord. You know, because it, it says it, it, it goes to, um, and it's scripture. It's scripture. Um, It says, and it starts in verse 15, it says, Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. That city or that house that did not hear your words or receive you. Okay, where are you reading from? 
I'm sorry, Matthew 10, starting at verse 12, no, 11. Okay. Okay. And it says, and unto whatever was to every city or town, you shall enter, inquire in it, inquire who in it is worthy, and there abide till ye go thence. And when you come into a house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if not be worthy, let your peace return unto you. Then it says, and whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart out of the house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land, excuse me, of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And and that goes with being, you know, us going in as entrepreneurs. Be aware. We have to be wise in our doings. You know, like just when we were talking, when um, we were talking on the mastermind call last night, knowing what corporations are we? Are you a corporation? Are you an LLC? Do you want to be a non? You know, do you want to be um, what is it? Uh, what is it? Non? Um, tell me, Lord. It's right there, and I can't. I can't grasp it for you. You hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Mm. It's the LLC, and it's the the five hundred one C three. What is that? For nonprofit. Thank you. Nonprofit, for profit, or all you gotta you have to be wise in your dealings with the world because the thing is where God wants you to be and where the world can take you are two totally different things. So even Christ said, be wise as serpents. And harmless as doves. So you could you could go in knowing knowing the law, know the laws of the land, but you still want to know the laws of God too. You need to be able to honor God first, because then it goes back to that scripture. Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, but render unto God what is God's. 
So if your whole temple, your body and everything belong to God, then you need to make sure that everything that you do is reflecting God. But, of course, paying taxes and all that stuff, that's Caesar's. Give Caesar his due. But everything else should be showing and reflecting the God in you. And that comes to your wealth building, that comes to how you treat your clients, that comes to how, you know, you deal with your business and everything. Because that is standing out. That's how God is going to draw your clients, increase your territory and everything. And so... Amen. Hallelujah. Did you get that the text man? All glory and honor belongs to him. Amen. Oh. So, you know, we just have to be we have to be whew. Amen. Okay. So that being said, that is the um that is the end of our Bible study today. Um because it's it's God wants us to be wealthy on all levels, spirit, soul, and body. He wants us to acknowledge him on all levels, spirit, soul, and body. And we can only do that by what we do here every day. And that's reading the word of God. And trying to renew our minds daily. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're going to. Um, going to do our prayer. And if there's no other questions, comments, criticisms, or concerns. We're going to end the call. Look at God. Look at God. All right. So, Father God, we come right now giving praise and honor to you. We pray for all the lists. In a nutshell, the three lists, four lists, well, the three lists of individuals, of Sam's, the spirit, soul, and body list of Sam's for all of us, as well as the general list for 
the unsaved, the church, the abused, the addicted. Father God, we come right now. We thank you, O oh God, because without you, we would not be. Without you, we would not be. And so we thank you. We thank you for this call. We thank you for this ministry who were able to come every day and you uplift us and we uplift you and we receive wisdom, knowledge, understanding, power, and understand the authority that Christ gave us. And we understand our relationship with you and how you want to reconcile us closer and closer to you. And Father, we just thank you. Thank you for the spirit of reconciliation that abounds from your mercy seat. And Lord, it's in the reconciliation that we're able to find peace, joy, patience, meekness, kindness. And we're able to find each other we're able to find ourselves as we renew our minds daily within you, through you and through your word. Thank you for dwelling within us. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for health, strength, sound mind. Thank you for keeping our spirit, soul, and body, even when we didn't know we needed to be kept. Lord, we thank you for health and strength. Thank you for good reports of good health and great strength. Where we are weak, you have been our strength, oh God. We acknowledge that it's only by your mercy and by your grace that we receive this day our daily bread. that no weapon formed against us shall prosper today. No weapon of sickness, illness, disease, infection, plague, allergy, cancer, or growth from bacteria, viruses, chemicals, fungal, man-made, parasites, bug bites. Nothing that we eat, drink, breathe, or touch shall cause us mental or physical harm. A thousand shall fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but none shall come near where we dwell. Our body, our cars, at work, at home, wherever our foot treads, Lord, we know it's blessed and protected. Because where we are, you are. Because you said we reside in you, you reside in us, and we believe you are ours and we are yours. Keep us from any spiritual or mental attacks of the enemy, confusion, doubt, fear, accidents, or violence. 
Lord, we thank you in advance for this day. Continue to guide our footsteps today. Tell us where to go, where not to go. Reveal to us the steps that we need to take today so that we can stay within your will, Father God. And help us to do what Job did not do. Help us to come back to you and ask any questions that are necessary for us to continue to walk under your protection and under your authority. Put us not in the hands of the enemy. Put us not there. Help us to continue to be where we know we are loved and cherished and protected, and that's in your hand, abiding forever. And we thank you. In the righteousness of Christ, we come. Amen. Amen. Does anybody need an individual prayer? You can pray for me. All right, let's pray. Sorry, 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 sorry. We come for Pam right now, Father. We thank you for this woman of God because she is striving to be the Pam you want her to be. And she's listening and doing everything that is instructed for her to do. To get there. There's a song that says, get ready, get ready, get ready, let's go. Get right, church. So, Pam, you're you're getting right. And just like we all have to, remember, your walk is different. The world says it all the time. Results may vary. Results may vary. But at the end of the day, even though the results may vary, we're all striving to get to the same location. And that's heaven. The new heaven that's going to be here on earth in the presence of God forever. That's what we're all striving to do, to end up on that side of the population in his presence forevermore. So just continue to get ready. Continue to be ready. But remembering that the results will vary Mm. They will vary. I had to stop comparing myself to my sister. I had to. Because even though we were raised in the same house, we went to the same church, the results varied. But at the end of the day, 
I wouldn't change none of it. You know? And therefore, you should not want to change anything, no matter how hard your past was. That's what has defined you. And that's what God is going to be using within you. In the ministry that he has set for you. Just continue to strive. And it sure has been my prayer. Amen. Amen. Uh, Erica wants prayer. Erica wants prayer. All right. Um, sure. Sure, I can do that. Sure, sure. Okay, Father, I come to Erica and her football team. <laughs> I don't know all your people. I really don't. And, I, and I'm horrible with names. So I'm just, again, going to just say your football team. Because you can tell me every day their names, and I'll still be like, okay, your football team. So there we go. <laughs> so we come for the football team first. Lord, we come for her children, her friends, her her father, her brother, her um, football team. And so, Lord, we just thank you in advance for your patience. So, Erica, Sam told you that it's time out and you have to go and do it now. You got to, I hope you've done it. I hope you've gone and and said what needed to be said and did what needed to be did. Oh, don't miss, don't miss that window of opportunity. That is what the reason why he said you needed to go and say and minister to your um, your brother at that point because. The window of opportunity was there. Or it still is. I'm not for sure. But there's, you know, one of the things that um, if you went and saw hidden figures yet, or even if you, um, you know, ever seen what they talk about as far as the um, window of opportunity for a space. Um, craft to come back into 
the um, orbit of, you know, into the atmosphere or blah, 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 all the scientific stuff. And it's, there's that window of opportunity. Like, there's only so much space that the aircraft can come into. Um, that is where you are. And the coordinates say one thing, but if you're off by so much, it will send the, the the craft, your brother, into a tailspin. So you got to make sure you hit that window of opportunity just right. Just right. Or you're going to have to wait for it to come back around. And see, that's what God is trying to avoid because only he knows how long it takes for that window to come back. And only he sees what will happen between the time of one opportunity and the other. So that being said, again, you're the captain of the football team. And even though you're not the punter or the quarterback, you are the one that really is, um, with the help of the Holy Spirit, you are the one showing them the plays because they can't see, oh, okay, Lord, oh, Father, okay. So, you know, I'm very big on, um, anyway. There's, I forget the name of the, the movie, but um, there was a movie where only one person could read what was in the book. Anybody else saw the book, it was blank pages. But when this one person looked in the book, they saw what was in the book. And that's you. You're not the punter or the kicker or the quarterback, but you're the only one that knows how to read the book. And so you're the only one that knows what to let everybody else know as far as, you know, what they need to do and how they need to do it. So, woman of God, um, take your position. And, Lord, just continue to hold her up. Continue to strengthen her. Because... She's so used to being behind the scenes and letting everybody else just, you know, and and seeing the foolishness and not pointing it out. But now you want her to point it out, and and she's just like, uh. But they know what they're doing. But you're like, no, they don't. That's why I need you to point it out. Lord, we just thank you that you will continue to be our strength in the weakness of not being wanting to be the one to to hurt, not being the one to correct, but being willing to be obedient to do both. For your glory and for our good. And then we assure you pray, amen. Amen. And pray for Nessa. 
even though she's not on the call. But Lord, we pray for her right now. Lord, she says she needs balance. Lord, I ask right now, and I speak right now, balance in her life. Lord, only you know all that he is going through. And so that means only you are the only one that can um, show her what needs to be done to receive that balance. Strengthen her spirit, soul, and body, oh Lord. Thank you for giving her revelation when it came to her property. Thank you for putting in her way people who are willing to, that were willing to help her understand her rights, her legal rights. And Lord, just continue to watch over her and keep her as only you can. And then we'll show you pray. Amen. Amen. Um, I pray for our teachers. The most integral part of our society that's given the least respect. But still so many want to be teachers, Lord. It still boggles my mind how a basketball player can get a $10 million contract but a teacher has to beg and plead for just enough money to make ends meet and then also has to come out of pocket to supply her classroom. Again, it shows how backwards our society is. But Lord, I I thank you for every teacher, every good teacher that understands the sacrifice they make to be a teacher in spite of contracts not being set up to their pensions being taken to them not knowing if they're going to be working in the next school year, they're still giving their all. Still trying and striving. But some of the worst personalities in the world to the diverseness of religions, ethnicities, attitudes and personalities and still willing to get up every day and do it all over again.
with a genuine heart and love of what they do. Using Arthur and Lisa and Wanika and Jean as touchstones of what good teachers are. Well, I just continue to ask that you will watch over and keep protecting every teacher. Keeping them from all hurt, harm, and danger, seen and unseen. Keeping them uplifted in spirit, soul, and body so that they don't get weary and well-doing. Keeping them in all their ways as they acknowledge each child by name and trying to draw the best out of them in spite of what the education system is telling them to do. And then we come for the students, the youth, who struggle every day with identity issues because this world is becoming wicked and more wicked. Bullying, fighting, scrapping, and scraping by, barely learning, barely understanding what self-respect is. Lord, let those teachers be that beacon of light that they need, that there is something better. Let them hold on to that hope, O oh Lord. And we thank you. And we give you that praise and honor. And then there we show we pray. Amen. Amen. And last but not least, we pray for Sam. The mediator and the creator of this call, because he answered the call that you gave him to start this line, Father. And in his honesty, we have all flourished on some level in our relationship with you. Help us to continue that, being transparent in how we feel, in our disappointments, in our discouragements, in our trials and tribulations, letting us not forget When someone asks us how we can still smile, we can say, well, we've been there, but God, and be willing to share our story, being willing to share the process in spite of how bad it is, in spite of, you know, how it makes us look. But in our honesty, showing and reflecting the glory of you. 
and how it looks. When you bring us out, Sam does that on a daily basis. So, Lord, we just thank you for Sam. We thank you for his his transparency. We thank you for the grace and your favor that you give him each and every day with his family. That's you to watch over and keep him as only you can. Traveler of mercy. Spirit, soul, and body protection upon him and his household and his daughter who is in school. Reinforce, repair any breach for your glory and for his good. And then we issue you pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Ms. Pam, if you could pray us out today, concludes today, uh, concludes today's study. Mm-hmm. Father, we come to you today thanking you for today's Bible study. Father, saying a prayer of blessing for Felicia, thanking you, Father, that she was obedient and woke up this morning and got on this call to lead it, Father, to to share and to interpret your word for us, Father. We thank you for her. Father, we continue to pray for her obedience. We pray for her health and wellness for herself, her household, and her family. Father, we thank you for continuing to lift her up and for continuing to provide for her. Father, may she continue to hear your word and know when it is that you want her to do something versus something that she wants to do. And, Father, we just thank you for continuing to bless her family. We know that she is going to keep that house, her and her sister, and it's just, it's just a matter of traveling the journey. We thank you, Father, that her sister, although she may be somewhat impatient at times and frustrated, but that she's she's holding her own and in her way believing in you, Father, and knowing that this will be rectified. We just thank you, Father, for the blessings that are being bestowed upon that family. Father, we pray that everyone has a blessed day and a blessed week. We thank you, Father, for your unconditional love, for your mercy, and for your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, women of God, y'all have a blessed day. Okay, everyone. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.